and welcome to First Lives Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. I'm Courtney. How are you doing today, Courtney? Oh, do- you know. Going through the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning, like always? Yeah. That's, that's what we do. That's what I yeah. do. That's exactly that's what, what do. we do. So we are back this week with some cool things from uh, listeners. Yeah. Yeah, so we actually have something on our uh, parking lot. Nice. What? That's right, people. We have a parking lot where you can put parking. <laughs> I think you can even respond to people's questions at this point. I don't know. At one point, there was like some crazy stuff happening on our, our uh, parking lot, but it's been quiet for a while. But we have something today. High school in the new normal. Mm-hmm. Listen to the first podcast in the new normal today. I'm with you, Courtney, holding on to the hope that this has to push us to a new normal. We can't go back to what we had. September cannot look as it has. So I'm guessing this is like a a summer one. Um, Anyway, in my tiny competency-based high school, we've started the conversation about how to get our seniors to the finish line. For many of them, they need to meet our requirements and our essential habits, competencies, respectful, organized, mindful, sensible. I want to support them to get to the finish line, but we have a history of hand-holding them there. (laughs) It's harder to hand-hold in this environment. How do we set a reasonable bar that accounts for the circumstances, but still expects the learners to show up and do their part? If you could bring in voices of other competency-based high schools and how they are moving students to the finish line, that would be great. Thanks. Jenny Clock from New Liberty Innovation School in Salem, Massachusetts. So that is a fantastic comment. Yeah. And I am sure there are a million people out there thinking the same type of thing. It's like, this is, yeah. these are weird times, right? <laughs> <laughs> Understatement of the year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is, this is very different. And I like, uh, I like what she said that this has to push us to a new normal, right? This yeah. is just the way it's going to be now. I was talking with other uh, people in districts this morning and they were so excited because their students were coming back in about three weeks from now, I guess, is the plan. Yeah. And so there's all that stress and emotions. That, that's okay. a crazy time. Three weeks before the kids come. That's when I think stress yeah. was at its peak here in Maine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So they've been doing the remote learning since, you know, yeah. the end of August, like everybody else. Oh, but okay. now they've got yeah. their kids supposedly knock knock in three weeks coming back and they they're like you never know but we're kind of planning for a mix of both now where kids are here but some kids are still going to be at home right you know all the weird stuff that all the districts and schools are going through right now that there's just so much uncertainty which puts a high level of stress on the teachers let alone the kids right and i think that's where jenny here is talking about a little bit more than necessarily the teacher part but how do we right. help the kids without without doing the hand holding right, right. I, i'm so glad she put it that way that, i know I that, know. that we do even though they're 17 18 19 years old we still kind of carry them to the end we do and we we've talked about this for years now that we don't have to do that no yeah so yeah we don't and i think like i think the fear is like what if they don't quote unquote, air quotes, make it. Right. Make it to what? <laughs> I've, like, I've, 
Yes, go ahead. You go first. I got a lot of responses. So go oh, good. Ahead. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, I I, I think for me, I think I think the 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 crux of this is that handholding, right? How do we how do we set the expectations and back off, but not like back off, like no, like hands off, like what? Well, right. well, you saw the expectation, you didn't meet it, but how do we not drag them across the finish line either? <laughs> like, um, on that, I think it's extremely possible. I think if we think of these things, um, so like their essential habits competencies, which sounds like habits of work or habits of being or whatever you call those things. Right. Um, you know, respectful, organized, mindful, and sensible. Like, I think it kind of comes down to breaking those down into um, descriptors and statements, right? Like mm -hmm. I've said this, I've, I've been saying this frequently, I feel like if you can define it and place it in a statement that makes the expectation explicit, you can then teach it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, to me, that's the answer is like, put those things in a continuum whip out a progression of learning right. and then um you know help learners figure out where they are and teach them the skills to do these things have some have the consequences for when they don't you know do what they should be or are capable of doing but also like you know you don't fail <laughs> like the consequence right. isn't failing the consequence is like huh hmm how did that go for you? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Let's, let's kind of reflect on talk about what you need to do differently takes and, you know, maybe takes more time, but ultimately pays off in the end. Okay. Your turn. Okay. There <laughs> basically you said everything I wanted to say right there. Uh, there's, there's a lot going on there. And the first one is about having that progression, finding out where those kids are and then teaching them how to go further. And you're exactly right about the positive part there uh, about not punishing them because they didn't get to wherever they're supposed to be, air quotes, supposed to be, but just be like, huh, right. that's weird. How, how did that happen? <laughs> and then let them do the work because what, right. we're, what students wait for all the time in the old system is for us to tell them what they did wrong, yeah. what they need to do next, and yeah. do redo this or do this or do this again and right. then you'll be okay and so they they right. they kids just follow directions from teachers but if we right. put it back on them with that support and i think you 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 said that way better than i could there's a balance there between holding their hand through it and just backing off completely those are those right. that does not have to be a binary proposition there there's always wiggle room. And I think too many times in not just education, but maybe these days that there's uh, both sides to everything. There's two sides to everything. I'm going to say it's like a 20 sided die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. There yeah, is, is so many nuances yeah. in there yeah. that, that are hard and difficult to think of, but that's why I think we don't do it a lot is because right. it is difficult. And you said at the end, it takes more time but it yeah. pays off in the end. Well, it, it does. And if we want to do that, it's, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. You said, you, you, you said so much stuff. I might have to like, listen back and then recomment all of this stuff. <laughs> uh, you said that leading, getting them to the end line of, of what, and why do we have to carry them there? 
when we can do that, uh, I, I've always thought of it, we're, we're doing this together, right? Yeah. I, I don't want to drag kids along. I want to help yeah. them. I want to uh, right. help them with whatever it may be. And if they're focusing on those four competencies, which it sounds like they are, in order to, uh, she says, they need to meet our requirements on our essential habits competencies. Yeah. Right. So there's no academic math, ELA, science, there's nothing there, but they need to work on the competencies. Okay, make those statements, build a progression, find out where they are, support them to get to the next level. Yeah. And, and they're going to do it. Throw out, I want to throw out some specific strategies for this environment for some of these things. Because um, I, I don't want anyone to be like, yeah, well, duh, thanks. I knew that, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. So here's the how. All right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Love you all Aww. so much. Love our listeners. All right. So um, one concept that I absolutely adore in the um, online learning environment, uh, call them what you will. Maybe it's like study groups or um, open work sessions or, um, you know, I don't know, come up with a fancy name for it. But the idea is, is that the teacher is online. And the kids can sign up or not, that's up to you, right, to come and they just do their work, you know, so it's almost like, you know, the teacher's hanging out in the Zoom space, the teacher can put you into a breakout room if you're like, no, nah, I need, like, if you talk about like, you know, okay, distraction and stuff like kids that know they need fewer distractions, put them in a Zoom room or put them in a breakout room. Um, and then the teacher's just there and circulates around the kids, checking in on how they're doing with the work. So what I can see this turning into, I can see this turning into like optional sessions for help with things like executive functioning, for, for help with, um, you know, what it means to be respectful in, you know, this kind of environment or, um, a kind of little little mini sessions like that, I think is one way to go about this. And the only way that's easy and makes sense to do it is if you've laid out the progression of what these expectations are. Otherwise you're kind of like throwing darts, right? Like you, you don't really know. And it might be that one feels easier. Like I think most people could sit down and kind of figure out a progression for organized or at least no, if I'm a, you know, virtual eighth grade, social eighth grade teacher, or I'm a virtual, like, you know, 10, uh, 11, 12 teacher, like, I know roughly what kind of skills I want my, what being organized means. So like one really specific one is like setting dates. <laughs> like, so if, if you have an assignment or a project that's due in six weeks, some learners, no problem, will be able to set a schedule for themselves. Other learners, haven't even thought of that because they're like <laughs> right. you said, Matt, they're waiting for you to give them the deadlines along the way. So yep. instead of getting, giving them the deadlines, now it's, an now it's a task they have to do. Make your schedule. All right, mm -hmm. you have no idea how to do this. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week at 10 o'clock or however your schedule works, you know, I I'm having a schedule making work group. Mm -hmm. I'll show you three different possibilities for what a schedule could look like and how to do it. If you need it, come. If you don't, don't, right? And then you've got that space for keeping track of the kids who think they can do it, but can't do it yet. Yep. 
you know, and then you can keep tabs on them and be able to say, so, <laughs> so I noticed you didn't come to any of the scheduling sessions. And I've also noticed that you haven't, you know, turned in any evidence yet to show me kind of how you're doing with your work. Should we talk about that rather than, you know, docking points or whatever for being late, because that doesn't do anything for motivating. Learning. Right. That's just what I was going to say is keep that all positive and just yeah. be open about it. And if the kids are realizing after you are open with those, with those particular situation that you may have, like, hey, Courtney, you're really late on stuff. Or really, I should say, hey, Matt, you're really late on this stuff. Maybe you should get that description to me that I asked for two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> may, may or may not be real life right there. Uh, Might but, be real life. <laughs> but once they realize that you're not going to like do anything like grade wise, you're just going to help me get better. Uh, as a student, I am much more amenable to that kind of feedback yeah. now that it doesn't feel like punishment on my end. And it's just a conversation right. of like how you get better. One thing I was going to ask you right. about these particular learning progressions, if we don't have them or if they're like way too vague at this point, which a lot of them oh, yeah. Are you know a lot of them are I would say they're they're just you know vague statements yeah. that you attach things to which works out fine, but not necessarily in an environment like this. What about involving the kids in creating those, like Absolutely. what like organization Absolutely. for instance? I I as an adult might have a very different idea of what organization looks like uh, than it does to a sixteen year old or a twelve year old or an eight year old or a twenty year old. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure I do. Right. I'm sure yeah. I do. So we always want to make it reasonable for the kids, right? Whatever age yeah, group they are. So yeah. how about involve them in yeah. what those might be? So again, right. so we're not telling them what to do. They're doing the things that they've created and we're just helping along the way. Yeah. So yeah. It, a, a, a very similar to like what we do with any type of progressions. We want to make it useful for yeah. them because that's, it's them that are learning. We're just facilitating that along the way. Right. I almost wish, districts and schools would put their energy into making progressions for these things first. First. Rather than the curriculum. But at least in my experience, or like the academic curriculum, it has been the academic curriculum that really gets all of the attention yeah. for progressions and standards and targets. And so there's you go. There's a P-Learn MC challenge for one year. Don't worry about the academic targets as much and nail these down. Worry about these. If any, if there's any year to do it, it's this year. That <laughs> because here's is 100% true. It's 100% true. Here's the other thing I wanna add on to this, um, which again, I know is not a helpful statement for many, but it is true, is that your high school learners are experiencing the same situation as every single high school learner across the United States. So at the world, <laughs> so, yeah. and all colleges are experiencing that too. And there's nothing unique about the experience from the school environment you happen to be working in and what information you're going to be sending colleges. Everybody has a big asterisk there. Um, you know, their transcripts <laughs> this year. Yep. Yeah, that's, it's, that's interesting. One, uh, one of my daughters is in grad school right now and yep. she has been doing mostly online learning 
but there's a little in person with some of the labs, but it's very socially distanced and that sort of thing. Uh, she is ending around Thanksgiving, but they still have three more weeks of classes, including finals, uh, that is strictly online. You can't even go into a class. So she is coming here yeah. to California with us to complete her semester because it's all online. Nice. And if you don't think that's weird right. for her, for one, because she's about to graduate in the spring and was trying to figure out like, what does this look like for me in school? And I'm like, yeah, welcome to you and a hundred million other kids Everybody. in this country. Everybody is in this situation. I was talking with another district today. They are super excited that their kids are finally coming back in about three weeks. Yeah. They've been online since March and three weeks is an awful long time because mm -hmm. I'm hearing that, you know, COVID cases are up everywhere. Yeah. So everybody's in the same boat, no matter where you are, no matter what grade level you teach right. from pre-K to college level and everything else outside of that one, we're all on the same boat. So, yeah. You know, I'm going to push no back worries. on you on that and, and say, we're all in the same dumpster fire storm. <laughs> it's, it's a dumpster it's like remember sharknado it's like dumpster fire nato is we're all in that storm we are not all in the same boat Every, different people have different boats that they're weathering or not this storm in but we are all dealing with this so is, is my boat like a yeah. dinghy <laughs> might be a little <laughs> Might be a little little fancier than a diggy. That's but, maybe. Uh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think you're. I think that's a, a good point. That's a good point. And I think we all want to get to that part where this is this just is the new normal. So let's figure out a way that works for all of us. Yeah. Um, I agree. I hope the strategies work a little bit. So yeah. uh, Jenny, if you could respond to us and let us know yeah. if this was uh, helpful. Uh, <laughs> or if it wasn't, you can say that too. Well, I'm going to put this one on the parking lot. There's one more thing on the parking lot down here. Oh, uh, I missed one, huh? It's a little bit, oh, it's about under that one. It says uh, feedback on latest episode about pandemic grading. And I forget exactly when we did this one, but again, <laughs> uh, March seems like it was about 25 yeah. years ago at this point. Uh, this commenter Aww. says, this was the most sensible thing I've heard in the past two months. Thank you and love you too. No, oh, we love you. That's that's cool. My comment uh, wrote back is, are, are you sure you're listening to the right podcast? <laughs> and if, if you are, I'm 90% sure that it was something Courtney said and not me. <laughs> so, All right. So uh, yeah. if you are a high school teacher out there, go to the parking lot, respond back to Jenny, give, put some more ideas up there. Yeah, we'd love, to, we'd love to see them and talk about them also because it yeah. gives us great ideas of what is happening and what people's uh, challenges and successes are out there. Yeah. And we'd love to share. Obviously, we'd, we'd love to share all the successes that are happening. Uh, yeah. I know that uh, the parking lot and our Twitter comments, all of this stuff in the past have helped me as an educator try to think about what we're doing with kids. So uh, the more we can share, the better. So use the parking lot. It's back. It's not all green anymore. There's actually comments <laughs> on here. <laughs> it's nice. And I'll get the I'll get on the webmaster. Too. Good. I'll, good. I'll, I'll have a talk with them. Yeah, whip them into shape. That would be good. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> awesome. Well, the, the, the parking lot is just one way you can get in touch with us. But uh, as we just mentioned, uh, Twitter is always a good way. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. Uh, if you type in PLearnMC, uh, you come up with us and only us, which is good. Uh, so with that, uh, we will talk to you next week. Amazing. We're just it doesn't matter where we're alone.